This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. We are going to have a very interesting practitioner's viewpoint episode as we are discussing how is it to have your own company and work with elite athletes, athletes with the research background and PhD. And we have a great guest for this episode. He has done his exercise physiology PhD at Universidad de Castilla, La Mancha, After that, he has worked as a researcher in human performance at Sports Sciences in University of Las Palmas. And he has also worked with elite athletes as a sport performance analyst and consultant. And then he has founded his own company, Sobre Rendimiento. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Dr. Jaime de la Calle. Welcome, Jaime. Hello, Oli. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. My pleasure to stay here. Yeah, yeah. Great to great to have you. So, would you like to tell tell in the beginning a little bit about your your story? Sure. Yes. Well, my my story um, began when I was an athlete. Um, I was a water polo player um, at a long time ago. And I was always curious, you know, about how I can perform better, how I can do better. So from that curiosity, um, I decided to start to study sports science. And and so in in first course, when I start to uh, you know studying exercise physiology, physiology all related with how the body works in exercise, it attracted me a lot. So I I start to to you know get more knowledge about physiology and 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 from that so i i, I finished my my degree and, and start collaborating with some laboratory exercise um, physiologist laboratory and 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 from there i i you know start my my career so always um i i was focused on 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 performance how i can do better in performance but using the knowledge of uh, the physiology and how can we change uh, or how can we do better in our training sessions, in our techniques, in our strategies to perform better. So, yeah, from there um, and, and until I create my own business has passed a long time, but um, it um, was a beautiful, a beautiful way. So you did your PhD about exercise physiology and then you worked as a researcher and then in in a company could you could you tell about a little bit about your research was it always uh linked to elite performance what kind of studies what kind of projects you were involved in well actually i had to say that i didn't yet finish the the phd so i made all the experimental phase some years ago but as i had any other goals like you know creating my business so i still have to present my my phd so but it will be soon it will be very very soon um 
but no, no, not always uh, I have been related with um, elite athletes. But I, I thought it was important to to know uh, what are the techniques, the research techniques that is used in, in, in exercise physiology. So let, let's say you can use a, a DIXA, right? So for, for example, quantify muscle muscle mass, bone mass, and so on. And you can apply to different studies, but it also works for for uh, elite athletes and, and perform matters. Um, you can do, for example, cardiopulmonary exercise testing with another purposes of healthy research or investigations, but also works for for perform for perform matters. So um, I, I didn't really um, matter to be involved in another kind of studies. I think um, everything everything is useful for you. For it doesn't matter actually what's the final way you will take. But um, I had to I had to study a lot and. and and, and to learn a lot of techniques. And from that knowledge and from that mm, techniques, then you can choose, you can see what's the utility on your, on your final, let's say, for example, PhD or your final, um, job or whatever you want to do in your career. So, so we, we start with some fatigue studies. We start with some, um, healthy studies. So, but everything, everything is, is um it's it's very useful for for your career at the end and and before making your own company you you were working as an analyst and consultant could you tell a little bit about about that yes yes well uh, I, i was i was very very lucky um the spanish council of esports offer a position to create uh the first laboratory for For uh, elite athletes in the in the high performance center in Madrid, so I got the job and 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 I had I had just uh, a couple rooms and and nothing else and uh, it was really really challenging but um, but also also very beautiful you know the the way that I start to uh, okay I have like 14-15 sports to assist and I have a limited budget. So I had to think, okay, what I can offer to, to this uh, federation, to this sports with this budget and how can I create some tests or how can I, um, equip all the laboratory with the most useful tools? So yeah, we, we started to buy in some, some, some machines and, and starting to spread that we had a laboratory. Uh, for them to support, to increase the performance, to, to transfer the knowledge from sports science to, to actually to work out. And, 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 and yeah, we, we started like that and we actually being more, um, known by the people. And, and finally, after two, three years, we were full of work. Uh, everyone, Everyone missed this a lot, and it was a, it was also a very very interesting uh, stage. So so basically, in exercise physiology and university labs, we have a lot of different devices, and you can measure many different things. Devices might be really expensive, sometimes a little bit challenging also to use, 
and apply how did you start choosing the equipment for the athletes lab what were the kind of criteria what are the best kind of cost benefit ratio well we tested a lot uh, you you can imagine uh, before you implement something you you have to test it you have to create a protocol then you you of course you know your you, yourself in in terms of performance because you test yourself along your career so once you do the protocol and and you got the data then you need you have to ask yourself okay um is is this really able is this data uh true uh is this going to work for the coaches are the coaches going to understand this data or am i um, wasting the time in in testing with the athletes so basically you 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 buy the machine uh whatever you think it's best to assist those sports you start uh creating protocols being with some flexibility and then you finally check if it's um worth or not to to test the the, the athletes but yeah some some basic things like for example a strange strange assessment um it's it's uh, like applicable uh, for all for all sports almost all sports um but we also design some different uh, protocols for each sport. Each sport has his own uh, necessities. So we also sometimes we rent the equipment to make some tests. So um, I mean, you don't have to have everything. But um, what what I mean is that you finally can find solutions for if you want to do something. So. It's not a matter to have a big budget and, and try to to do the best that you can. No, you can do uh, little, and, and and that little thing will work. Um, can 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 mean a lot, right? In terms of performance. And and after building the lab and testing athletes, you you went to make your own company. Could you tell your story? How did you? How did you motivate get motivated to make? How did you take the leap leap for that? Well, after 2016, so uh, we had a, um, a very good achievement in uh, Olympic um, the, in Rio after Olympic Games in Rio. So I decided to have a, a break for some month, almost a year. So I quit and, 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 and to have a think about what I what I want to do, and and, and yeah, finally came it, it it came me to to the same place, right? So what I was doing, um, helping the the athletes. So actually, I was um, at that time I was um, focused and interested in how can I uh, do better with coaches and, and athletes, and I and I realized that there's a lack of implementation. Not all, not only in 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 um, um, let's say federations, but also in, in clubs, in a very high elite athlete, there is a, a lack of implementation of technology and 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 techniques and strategies of high performance. So I wanted to do something with this, right? And and also I was more focused on on the daily decisions. So what I realized in my stage as consultor in in, in high performance center in Madrid was like um, you can do some testing 
um, let's say more or less often, but it doesn't really affect to your performance. So what, what, what affects your performance, what enhances your performance is your daily decisions, right? And those decisions are made by coaches. So first you have to be engaged with the coach and try to convince him. I always say that, that, uh, my, my job is actually to try to convince, uh, right? The, the coaches. So try to convince the coaches and apply, uh, whatever you think is, is best, but on daily basis, right? And here suddenly, um, I, I thought that I had to create something for, uh, daily monitoring, right? Um, on athletes. And, and from here, I started to, to create this project. And, 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 and he, and that is what motivates me more to be on, on daily contact with, uh, with customers. This podcast is sponsored by Fibion. Uh, my name is Dr. Paul Batman, and I'd like to just say a few words about Fibion. Um, I've used it a number of times on different projects that I've been involved in and find that it's incredibly reliable, very valid and incredibly sturdy. I, I love the graphics that come with it. It really is very clear and can easily see the active in and active periods as well. So I'd certainly recommend Fibion to anyone that's interested in finding out more about sedentary behaviour, particularly the concept of sitting and how we can possibly break it up with some really good, valid information. Fibian, from researchers to researchers. Yeah, let's let's not go yet to the daily monitoring. Let's first talk a little bit more about making the business. So it's it's quite a big jump to start your own business. And did you already have interested customers? Did you already know that these ones will buy from me? before you made the company or did you make it first and then start to look for? Yes, customers? yes. So I, I thought a lot about this. Um, actually, I, I can create a, a, a services, I can offer some things, but actually I didn't know if this was going to work, right? Um, the, the demands of the services. So this was a bet. This was a bet that I, that I made. Why? Because people, people doesn't know. People don't know the, the, what we can do to improve performance. So I decided to, to create the business basis on this, on this thought. Um, at the beginning was, you know, um, PhD students, uh, well, they know they, they, we don't get any knowledge about marketing, about branding, about, um, CRM, I think it's called about how you to manage the, the customers and so on. Um, uh, press, presence on, on social media, um, CEO. So all these things you, you have to learn uh, apart and it's, it's quite hard. And, and actually you spend much more time on these things than in, in your really matter. But it's, it's, it's a way that you need to, you need to do. Um, yeah, you know, business are, are business. And and how, how did you start? Like like many of the equipment are expensive. You were looking for daily monitoring. How did you get going first? That you were able to invest to something and then get the customers and and still stay afloat. Well, I offer first the services that I that I knew I can I can I can do, but I I don't really I didn't really invest much 
on equipment. Um, you, this is a, a, a tip for for someone that that can create a business. So don't don't uh, spend money uh, if if it's not required. So I had the thought, okay, if I have a customer who is coming to me and say, hey, I wanna let's say um, I wanna uh, let's say muscle power test. Okay, in that moment, in that moment you can get the equipment because you know you're going to have some profits from it, but not before. And then you see what are the demands of the people, right? Because you cannot spend money uh, for something that you are not going to use, right? So be smart. I cannot have the same laboratory, same equipment as I had in the laboratory, but I can have something that is profitable in, in respecting regarding to the demands of the customers. Yeah, and I, I, I think there's, for example, one way which is quite often used in, in business is that you start selling first before you even have it. Like, for example, you can, you can start marketing and selling web course that will start in two months. And if you get enough people, then you will actually do the course. If you don't get enough people, you can then say that, ah, I didn't get enough people, so uh, I cannot make it. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. make sense. Exactly. Yeah, so so, so that's, that's one possibility. And I was also thinking when you said that if you have, for example, somebody wants to do strength testing or something, could you rent uh, equipment? Could you go to some other lab and say that, all right, I will pay like 100 euros per hour or something and and you can kind of try to do first with the rental equipment or with some arrangement exactly yes yes we we actually do we rent equipment um because it's not um, you know um it's very very difficult to 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 test an athlete that are training um in a different city as you for example 300 400 kilometers so the athlete have to spend uh, some hours of coming and getting tested and then coming back and then you're losing one day of training, which is not good, right? So, so these kind of things and in context you need to analyze pretty well. So only, for example, when you have some some customers in the same place, then you can move to their training place and 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 perform the the. The, the testing, you need to figure out if you, for example, can, can find uh, a gym or the machine that you would like to use. Um, and then with the renting equipment, then you create, uh, let's say the <laughs> small and uh, laboratory in a couple hours and then you, you made testing. So, so yeah, this is the way to, to, to do these things at least for, uh, for starting. So, but it's it's very challenging, but it's it's funny at, at the same time. And and how did you start start marketing? How did you start approaching teams and athletes when you started your business? Well, basically, you use contacts. So here, the contacts um, are the most important. If you have worked previously with some people, and those people you know, they know that you are serious, that you work. Find that you have created something different, then probably they will they will trust you. So um, marketing is um, no one is usually no one is coming to you and say, hey, 
uh, want to increase the performance and I want to make better, do better. And that's very, very complicated. Um, yeah, you need to, to have a good network with some people related, um, depends on the sport and do some social life with them. So take coffees with coaches, with athletes. Uh, they have to know you. They have to know you. And, and, and especially in this, in this field that is, uh, very reduced. So Elitia does quite few. And, 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 and to make re- good relationships with them, it's, it's important to sell your products. And, and how is your, your product? Do you have like a, a monthly fee for athletes or do you always customize an offer or how do you, how do you go about and do you have an initial offer that they can test working with you? Yeah. Well, well, we are more focused now in the application that we have developed about, as I mentioned before, um, daily monitoring. Mm. So, so we are very, very focused on this. Actually, we, we also do testing and some other kind of uh, courses, trainings and consultations. But this one is, is the, let's say the, 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 the main one. So um, I had some strategies at the beginning. I, I just tried to sell the products, uh, with no testing. Then I changed my mind and then, yeah, I'm offering some trial some trial periods and, and most of the people are, are getting it. So as we customize every project, we cannot say this is, uh, this is the value, right? Because we spend a lot of hours in customize every project. Um, yeah. So the problem was that, um, there are a lot of, um, AMS, athletes management systems, but everyone each of them, um, it's, it's different and it's, it's not very flexible because it's not, it's not the same to create something for soccer, to athletics, to swimming, to tennis. It's completely different. You need to take into account the uh, coach uh, needs, the uh, sport needs. Um, everyone has their own physio- um, philosophy. So we, take all these things into account and create uh, their own project. So yeah, we we um, work with both. We have annual annual fee and, and monthly fee as well. And you said that now you have the free testing. What kind of things it involves? How much do you put hours for the for the free part? Well this this is also a good bet we 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 do. Um but my, you know, my, my, my uncle, uh, told me if they, if, if customers, uh, say, uh, or customers see that, that your product is, is working and have good quality. And so after, after the tier period, they will not to, uh, they will not leave, right? So they will keep. So yeah, this is a bit weird doing. We spend those hours in the, in the tier period. And then pray <laughs> for for the customers to to get the the services. But no, yeah, um, in ninety percent of the cases, they they do because they know um, they know uh, that is working properly and 
And another important thing is that we don't leave the coaches and athletes uh, alone. We always have human support. So we don't we don't believe that we have to give the monitoring control to a computer, right? But to a people, to a person. And and this is the most complicated, the, the interpretation of data on daily basis. And and what do you see as the biggest challenges getting customers, getting the business running, and and what are the most important things you have have learned? Well, I learned that you need to be very, very, very consistent. You start to contact some federations for some sports uh, around the world, and and you start sending them sending them an email, and 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 they will be never, almost never a reply, right? Ninety five percent. And so don't, don't give up, right? So that's, that's normal. When you see your, your inbox, then you see a lot, a lot of emails and then you delete all of them almost automatic, automatically, right? So this is, this is the same. So my, my tip is, is don't give up and, and then try the next thing, which is try to give a call, try to give a call, get in touch with someone, prepare, prepare a, a speech or something. Um, if they refuse and um, have a plan B. Um, so this is a strategy that you are making after hundred and hundred of, of calls. And, and I will say that, that probably you didn't reach the proper person. So if you reach the proper person and you are able to, to sell your product in a good way, probably, uh, you will succeed in this. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.